This is the WQSU Weekend Wrap-Up with Gabby Rubino and Abby Halig. So the first news story that I have for us are the amount of COVID cases in Pennsylvania. On Tuesday, there were 2,751 positive cases, and that's the largest one-day total for Pennsylvania. And our statewide total is 198,446. And these numbers are actually pretty similar to what we had back in April. So that's pretty concerning that we might be going back into a huge wave of cases. And this is pretty interesting. Most of the cases are between ages 25 to 49. And there's a significant increase in cases for our age group, like 18 to 24. So what do you think? Do you think that's interesting that a lot of young people are getting it now opposed to the older crowd that was getting it back in our first lockdown? Yeah, I also feel like with everything going on with schools reopening, and even though things have been started up for a little bit, I think at first it was, people were still a little wary, I think. I mean, they were excited to be out of their houses, but now people are getting more comfortable with going out more. And I think that can definitely contribute to the amount of cases that spread. My mom actually, she works in an ER, And she was just talking to me about how they're seeing even more cases, not really in my area of Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, but in the Danville, Sealands Grove area. She said that they were reporting a lot more cases. So it's worrying that there are so many universities there too. Yeah, and I just saw Bucknell suspended all their in-person classes. So that's pretty concerning. You know, you think it's almost November that you've made it this far but still schools are closing and even like high schools are opening and closing again so I think that contributes a lot to these cases rising. I definitely agree I mean the only thing we can do is buckle down for flu season and hope for the best. Oh yeah. Fingers crossed for the vaccine soon and then for it to be distributed to everyone. Yeah. Guess we'll just have to wait and see. Another thing on the horizon is voting. It's all everyone can talk about, I feel like, at this point. I don't know oh, if yeah. you've been getting an email or a text message or a call a day from your yeah. National Democrat or Republican Party, but I definitely have been. Pennsylvania, obviously a battleground state. People are nervous. They're trying to get their mail-in ballots in. And what I read, according to the Daily Item, actually 40,000 voters in our counties alone that we're covering requested mail-in ballots and only about 10,000 have been returned as of yesterday, Thursday. That's concerning. Considering that we need to vote by Tuesday, officials are saying that it might be better to just drop off your mail-in ballot instead of waiting for it to be mailed. I mean, it'll be counted as long as it's postmarked before Tuesday, but this could mean that We'll be waiting for election results for so long, possibly. Like, they're not even thinking about counting them until the day after the election, so November 4th. Originally, I had read that Pennsylvania was rooting to start counting early, but all the appeals that they made to do that were shut down. Wow. What do you think about that? I think it's crazy that, especially in a presidential election that's so close, like this one, that 
we're going to have to wait a while because I don't think it'll be like a landslide of either candidate that will be like, okay, the other one conceded, we're done. I think that we're going to go all the way to the end and maybe even a recount because there's such a lack of trust, I think, in the voter counting, especially in this election because of all the mail-in absentee ballots. I think it'll definitely be a little while before we hear official results. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that I recently did one of the daily newscasts on this previously, and it's interesting because I feel like you said there's a lot of distrust with the mail-in ballots. Trump's administration has said before that they're worried about tampering happening. So I really don't think, like you said, that either will concede. So I guess we're going to have to wait and see. But it's stressful. It is stressful. I just thinking about how stressful it is before the election. I can't even imagine next week when we're going to be actually going through it. Yeah, I sent in my mail-in ballot about two weeks ago, and I didn't get that it was even received. I got an email notification, and it took a little while. It did? It had me nervous. I did mine a couple weeks ago, too, and I feel like it got there pretty fast, surprisingly, but... Yeah, um, well, that's good. Yeah, I think it's definitely the safest route to just go drop it off. Yeah, at this point, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, Yeah. just in case. You want your vote to count, so. Exactly. I have here uh, in Philadelphia, there are a lot of looting and rioting, and there are peaceful protests, too, about the death of Walter Wallace Jr. He was shot by Philadelphia police on Monday, and he was armed with a knife, and he was, I don't know the exact reason why the police were called there, but I know they were there earlier in the day because yeah. he was he suffered from mental health issues and I read ew. somewhere that his mom called in but I think I, you're right yeah yeah and I remember like his whole family was there especially his mom was there and they saw the whole thing go down yeah and you know there have been a lot of it's been a lot of unrest in the country about police brutality and black lives matter and I think this is just another unfortunate event that's perpetuating this tension in the country and unfortunately it happens all the time and now it's just blown up the whole country knows about it now whereas before I don't think it would have been such national news that something like this happened but I think now it's so important and especially with the election next week and race relations is one of those hot button topics in the debates that this is just another thing that we have to think about for the election. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tragedy. It's, it's crazy that things like this have been happening for so long. And just now are we even as a country acknowledging it? I think it's definitely on the mind of a lot of voters on the mind of a lot of families and communities. They're worried about their safety. There's real division between the people and police, which is a scary thing to even think about, but I think we're kind of rethinking how our police structure works and what we can do better, what needs to just be rethought altogether. My sister is in Philadelphia right now. She goes to Temple, and it's scary. I mean, especially for 
her as kind of an outsider in this Philadelphia community. She wanted to protest with people. It feels unsafe. So yeah, it's a very hard situation. And when you said people are rethinking the police structure, I saw that a lot of people were saying like, you know, why didn't the police use a taser to just stop him from coming at them instead of shooting him fatally? And I saw that they made room in the budget for Philadelphia police force to make sure that every policeman has a taser with them because they didn't have any because not all policemen carry one. So I think now it's good that they have something that isn't going to kill the person, but it's going to stop them from trying to harm the police. So I think that's a positive, unfortunately, that had to come out of the situation. Yeah, I heard that, I mean, it's horrible to even talk about, but that he was shot more than 10 times. So even in that context, whether or not he had a weapon, I mean, two times is too many, you know, one time could be considered too many. So I just wonder with everything that's going on, I think we're looking for a leader that is going to make everyone feel safe. I think the police force themselves are really jumpy at the moment. They're worried about making the wrong moves themselves. And then they're confronted with a situation like that. And I don't know, I feel like they're more even trigger happy than they were before. And it's really concerning. Yeah. So hopefully we get a leader that will be able to kind of smooth over the division and whether that be Trump's administration rethinking their current policies or the Biden administration with new policies, just going to have to see. I think that's a great point. Well, on a slightly lighter note, there will be an annual holiday meal this Thanksgiving in Sunbury. So they've done this for 22 years. It is the Rhonda Fisher and Angels Thanksgiving meal and they serve over a thousand people usually on that Thursday at the Zion Lutheran Church in Sunbury. So unfortunately, Rhonda Fisher and the volunteers are actually calling for a new location to hold this event. So they still wanna do it because with COVID going on, an economic recession, people are really down on their luck and it's been a hard time for everyone. And even with just the community coming together, regardless of need, it's a really nice event to just be around people in a safe, socially distanced way. And the church just won't work for that. There just isn't enough room to spread out tables for people to safely gather. So she's looking for a a large space. And I just wanted to use this platform again to not only talk about the event, but if anyone listening is interested in hosting them, they're trying to just figure out how to meet the need. And even though they're not sure if they'll be able to do a sit down, if they can't find a new location, there will be a takeaway option, which I thought was really great. And I don't know, it just warmed my heart to think about people coming together in a time where we're all so spread apart. I think it's great that they're still trying to do it. I mean, a lot of events, I feel like we're just canceled just because, you know, it's not plausible to hold a lot of things, but I'm glad that they're still trying to make it an option. 
And even if you can't sit down, you can just take the food to go and still see people if that but yeah I think it's I think it's great too I think that people are really in need at this time and if it's something that they've done for 22 years to have it be stopped now especially I feel like would just be so heartbreaking so I don't know I'm just really excited for them yeah that sounds fun I'm happy for them everybody needs a little Thanksgiving love this year yeah i'm so excited for thanksgiving speaking of a different holiday this weekend is halloween and tonight in my county is trick-or-treat it might be tomorrow on actual halloween for other places but trick-or-treat is still on for a lot of places ton of parades parties you know everything that goes along with halloween but the cdc came up with some ways to make it safer for the kids and families doing it. So they say that you should avoid direct contact with trick-or-treaters when they come to your door. You can just put a container outside for them to take from, and they recommend individually bagged treats for them to take so that it's not a lot of germs being spread. Uh, You should always wash your hands before handling the treats, whereas when you give them away or when you get them and bring them home, and as always, to wear a mask when you're trick-or-treating. And I think that's a fun way to have your costume with a mask. Like, Yeah, it's perfect. It was always like a big thing in your childhood when it was cold outside and you had to wear like a shirt under your costume and that was so annoying. But now you can make your mask like match your costume and look cool. I think that's a great way to be creative with your costume. It's just another accessory. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. Also, think of all the time you'll save on Halloween makeup. That's true. You don't have to worry about it anymore. You want to be a skeleton, you can just pop on a mask with a design and then you're done. I mean, I wish. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, I'm really sad I'm not trick-or-treating this year, even though I haven't been in like four years. Yeah. But it's really cold this weekend. That's so that's true. that's really sad. Like I know I saw a study that fifty percent of families aren't going trick or treating. So that's just sad for kids who probably have been looking forward to this for so long and they can't do it. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely matters that everyone is staying safe, but like you said, communities are coming together and even organizing things that may not exactly be trick-or-treating, but still have some fun activities. I mean, I don't know who enjoys trick-or-treating more, the parents or the kids, to be honest. My parents were always so into it more than I was, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, my dad is always into trick-or-treat, and even when I stopped trick-or-treating, he would take my little cousin to go, And sometimes he would just take our dog out and take a walk just to see everybody. And I think that's so cute. Just seeing all the little kids in their costumes and they're so happy about getting candy. I miss that so much. Honestly, me too. But yeah, I I hope that kids still get a sort of experience. I'm sure even if they have to dress up at home, Halloween is about eating candy, but also about just being more creative than you are for the rest of the year. So I'm sure they're at least having fun dressing up. Some uh, places were doing like a drive-through 
trick or treat where you like throw the candy. <laughs> I don't know if you're in the car or in your if you're outside of the car and they throw it at you or if you're in the car. That I don't know. Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope it works out for them. Honestly, me too. That would be a great opportunity to have like a convertible. Yeah, or a Jeep. Honestly, that then you are the family that gets the most candy, for sure. Yeah. 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 Wow. Convertible sales are going to go up. They're going to increase. <laughs> After this podcast episode, <laughs> they really will. Well, speaking of snacks, I have been craving movie theater popcorn more than I've been craving going to the movies for months. And the Campus Theater in Lewisburg is reopening with social distancing, of course. They will be open November 13th, and there will be a limited capacity, but you can look on their website, campustheater.org, for showtimes. And there will be precautions like plexiglass barriers around the concession stands, obviously a lot of hand sanitizer around. There's going to be a lot of frequent cleaning and sanitation by the staff and even controlled footpaths so that people don't have to walk too close to each other because it is kind of a small building. Masks are mandatory. We'll have to see how that goes. I wish them the best. Everyone I know has been missing movie theaters so yeah I miss movie theaters so much I don't I think the one by me is open but I'm not entirely sure but you know I think it's so hard for businesses like that who rely on people coming together and doing something as a group yeah I agree with you especially this theater because it's such a small business or it's not part of a franchise so yeah. it really, really relies on the community, but I'm excited. I think I'm going to go check it out, get some popcorn, some candy. Nice. I mean, I'm not really sure what movies are even being released, but I know that my local theater has been playing some oldies but goodies, and yeah. I would totally check those out. Yeah, that sounds like a fun time. Yeah, this um, will be a welcome surprise to the community, I think. And something much needed. Yeah, I agree. Everyone needs that just sitting in a dark movie theater and watching a movie for two hours and just forgetting everything. Yeah, I think I know when I watch movies now, it's like when they're not wearing masks, it makes me think like, oh my God, they're not wearing masks. What is this? It's creepy. Yeah, it is. And they're like in, I don't know, like Times Square and it's so crowded. I don't know when that's ever going to happen again. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't realize that I've become, I mean, we've all become weird sort of germaphobes because it's been so scary. Yeah. Like, who needs Halloween when you're just living in some scary times? (laughs) (laughs) This is life is the scariest horror movie I've ever seen. So that should be 2020 was a movie. I want that to be the tagline. Yeah. Thank so you, you better copyright that. I'm going to right after Good. this. But I think that's all we've had to cover today, right? Yeah. So this has been the WQSU weekend wrap up with Gabby and Abby. And thank you for joining us. We look forward to bringing you some new stories and developments next week. And stay safe, mask up, be nice to people. 
Yes, be kind. Thank you. Thanks.